0: Ki ni
1: Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit MMA cast. My name's Andrew and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a review on Kill a Kill. Yes. Andrew has finally finally watched Kill a Kill. Now Chris has already done a review for Kill a Kill. Yeah, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically going to be my my perspective on it, just a quick review of it because if you want to you know, Chris's review, we have that review to look at, which you can go to otakuspirit.com. Up to top there, there's a review button you can click on. Find Kill a Kill on the list under K's, and you can listen to Chris's review, and mine, of course, be alongside there as well. But, uh, yeah, this was a uh, show that we had brought up for one of our watch-alongs on the otakuspirit.com forums. So, I decided, hey... I've attempted to watch this so many times, maybe this will finally force me to watch it completely through, Uh, because I think I've tried to watch it, I want to say five or six times, and I think the furthest I got was the first time, which was like maybe 10 or 11 episodes in, and then it was like six episodes and five episodes, six, and for some reason I kept just getting sidetracked or something, I'm not quite exactly sure, but... So, I'm finally done, though. Um, it ran for 24 episodes, premiered back in fall 2013, so this has been four years in the making.
0: <laughs> has it studio been Trigger. That long? It
1: has been that long. This is like right at the cusp of us starting ataku Spirit, so uh, that was probably another reason why I didn't stick with it. Because back then, I'd just kind of, if something just rubbed me wrong, I'd, I'd stop watching stuff. So, um, yeah, Studio Trigger was, the course, the studio that did it, and uh, it was an original and the genres are action, comedy, superpower, ecchi, school. And the important people to note here is director and storyboard person was uh, Hiroyuki Imaiishi, who did Pantheon Stalking, Girl in Lagan, Space Patrol Luluko. And the original creator and series composition scriptwriter was Kazuki Nakashima, who did Girl and Lagan and Concrete Revolution. So. Really, really, I guess you you get this with most of the, uh, trigger stuff. They usually have this, like, core group of people that do a lot of their works, so they have that same feel to them. And I could definitely, even though I haven't watched all the way through log on that's another one that I kind of watched a few episodes and I stopped watching. Uh, I think it has that same kind of feel as what I was kind of getting from log on just kind of going shortly into. It. And I guess and Stocking as well. They just have that same... Field a lot, and and Space Patrol cool. it just has the same feel to it, where it doesn't seem to always, it always seems to never take itself seriously. I like, think that's what I kind of got most out of Kill a Kill watching through it. Uh, but th- for those that are kind of like me who never watched it for the longest time, or maybe just never knew anything about it, it essentially follows a girl named uh, Ryoko Matoi. and Ryoko Matoi is traveling the world trying to find the person that killed her father, and the only thing that she really has to go by. Was this uh, this half of a scissor blade that was embedded in her grandfather or her father's uh, stomach when he was killed? And she's just trying to look for the killer, and she comes across the what was the, this place called uh, Hanogi Academy, uh, which is kind of uh, interesting the way that it's kind of formed. It's all kind of le- led by a strong arm. It's led by uh, Satsuki Kiryuin and uh, Satsuki pretty much reigns over the place with an iron fist and she has with her the uh what was it the something 4 the elite 4 which are these people that are kind of the most powerful and they kind of keep order and everything is kind of run by rank they have these clothing they give out which are called the Goku uniforms and the Goku uniforms each one of them has a different star to them and the the elite 4 that kind of go under her all have three stars and based on how many stars you add, it, it kind of has like a power level system that they kind of go with. And so uh, when Ryuko comes to this academy, she immediately uh, meets up with, or she immediately is confronted by uh, Seski Kirin, and the Elite Four, and pretty much the entire school. And she immediately says, hey, do you know who, uh, do you recognize this sword? Do you, do you know this, my father? Do you know who the killer is? And she immediately thinks that uh, Satsuki might be involved with it. So she challenges the Sisk uh, Satsuki in the school, essentially. And that's kind of the gist of it, for the most part. The beginning part of it is really just about uh, Ryoko being within this, uh, uh, this academy and trying to uh, get answers out of Satsuki. At the same time, she immediately gets beaten, and she uh, finds herself at uh, the location where her father was at and stumbles into this underground area where she finds this uniform named Senketsu Kamui and Senketsu Kamui immediately, what, what would be the the word, is worn by her, forces himself to be worn by her and uh, he ends up being one of these kind of uh, powered outfits but they, there's something like different about him because he can actually talk and she can talk to it and it's really really powerful and uh, she takes that back to the academy and is able to kind of stand her ground against these people that have these Goku uniforms so yeah that's the gist of the beginning part of it. I don't really want to get into the later parts of it, um, just because that's kind of spoiler area, but uh, it, it kind of keeps that gist for probably half of the show before it goes on to, you know, just kind of opening the book of the entire story and going into something interesting, which was kind of interesting because I, I thought it was pretty meh in the earlier parts of it. It was really just about, like, okay, who is uh, Ryoko going to fight next? Okay, got to fight one by one, the Elite Four, and then, uh, so... It, I think that was my struggle is getting past that part, because that part for me wasn't that interesting. Uh, a lot of the humor wasn't working with me because, you know, it, I think the general gist I get from most people is you either love Mako or you hate uh, Mako, and I was in the the realm of hating Mako. I didn't, I didn't care for her. I felt that she was just way too over the top. She was way too ganky, way too hyper, and that was ruining most of the show for me which is funny because like the later parts of it, I she actually kind of grew on me. And I, I don't know if I, it's because I just got used to her. <laughs> it, it's like that really annoying person that you meet and you're like, you have to kind of be friends with them because you want to be, you want to meet these other people. So you just kind of have to deal with that annoying friend. And then after a while, you just kind of get used to them. And then somebody new comes in and they're annoyed by that friend. And you're like, just, just chill, dude. Eventually you'll get used to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we, we even had a, a little conversation about it at the end of the night. And it's like, I when when he asked me before, it was like I don't know that Mako ever really gets to where you kind of or she never really chills. You you never really get used she's to her. Mako. She just she's just somebody that you come away with this. Eh, I like Mako. What can I say? I and but it's never really a no. She's really that annoying, and you have to admit to it. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And it's funny cuz towards the later parts I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm okay with her now and it was I think it was more because I liked her and this other character being shipped together uh that kind of made it all right. I, I like I loved the ship. I didn't care for Mako, so that was the thing that I got. But no, I I just struggled so much with that beginning part of it and it was really anything that was evol- evolved around the academy. Once they opened it up out of the academy, I was I got hooked. I was like, okay, cool. I'm into this. I like where they're going with this. It started getting interesting. They somehow managed to make a story out of these, you know, Goku uniforms and 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 uh Kamui or Shinketsu and and everybody that's kind of revolved around these these uniforms and the power they give them and whatnot. I was actually really surprised how how far they went with it. Because it's like, yeah, that's I can kind of see it and go in that direction, but I didn't really think it was gonna go that, you know seriously into it because it it seems pretty outlandish but somehow they make it work because it's studio trigger I guess uh, but it, it ended up turning into something that was really interesting but at the same time I I still struggled with uh, a lot of the humor I, I struggled with the not so much I didn't struggle with the nudist beach people it was just I struggled with I guess this is my overarching issue with the show is that I have issue with uh not character designs; it's more the outfit designs, the 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 designs of what the characters wear and the battle outfits and the Goku uniforms. Those things I just never cared for. I never cared for uh, Satsuki when she got her super uniform on, and I never cared for uh, Ryoku when she had uh, Kamui getting all super powerful. It looks dumb to me. That that is that whole outfit does not appeal to me whatsoever. It just. It rubs me the wrong way. It's just it kind of ugh, I don't like it. And then you add to that like you know the the nudist beach people and their mecha suits the uh, DTR <laughs> DTR I got to kick out that but the mecha suit thing I was like this looks so stupid. Uh, the guy that they fought before they revealed the the DTR that whole outfit was stupid and I just I never care for those things. But outside of that I like the style of the show. I like the the character designs I like the uniqueness of all the characters I like a lot of the battles were great animation wise I am so mixed on this show because trigger has a habit of either doing something amazingly fantastic um doing something that just has so much life to it and great animation that just blows me away and then they'll do something like like Nui uh Harime I literally don't think they ever animated her she literally was sliding across the string all the time as a steal. It's like, I i don't know if... Yeah, there's stylistic choices for, like, steals when they're close up and they're showing anger or whatever. But there, there's also points where it just might be that they're being lazy and they just have just got done animating some crazy awesome animation over here and they just want to be lazy over here and just and just brush it off as comedy. I, I literally don't know why Trigger always gets the... Um, not the excuse the the people forgive trigger way too much and while I forgive them just because it could be that they're just kind of coming off of animating something really incredible and they just want to do something really simplistic right here but at the same time when I go from this show to another show that actually has um things are constantly moving it's almost like that trade-off of like do I want these one brief moments of fantastic animation mixed with just still sliding across the screen or do I want something that is kind of more slower and always flowing and moving just like the lowest budget shows. I can see having more movement and life to them than where this show kind of constantly throws these stills at you. But that's, that's beside the point. I'm, I've been spending way too much time on that. Um, but yeah, they've, they had something really incredible, uh, scenes of animation and I, I definitely, uh, love watching them. It's just, I, I get stuck on, uh, <laughs> the more uh lesser moving stuff uh for me anyways but yeah uh outside of that music's fantastic it's swanohiro yuki of course so it, it just has yeah there, a lot of them are it's kind of got that same issue that a lot of stuff that swanohiro yuki is featured in where they use kind of the same music in a lot of such art situations but i think if you have shows like this i i think the best one to compare it to is like you know uh, it's it's essentially essentially similar to a magical girl show where you have the transformations and stuff, and those use you know reused uh, music for the transformation stuff, and this one does the same thing. It's well, the don't lose your way kicking in whenever they go into a battle and stuff like that, but they're much
0: more epic, and you notice that they're reused because they have vocals in them. And it, what's funny is is seeing how this was kind of the my first uh, exposure to Swano oh, Hiroyuki, It kind of just you get that um his his epicness and how he kinda opens up scenes or opens up that that moment and and plus you have those vocals that are going don't lose your way and you're like this is just awesome. It it, it all compounds. It's really one of one of the th- things that I really love about Swana Hiroyuki.
1: Yeah, whenever you see mommy show up and they get that doom 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 something. <laughs> It's got a lot of really incredible music, I, I and I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that a lot of the characters, and for character-wise, I'm surprised that there's a lot of characters that I didn't care much for that ended up becoming characters that I was into. Like I said, Mako earlier, she was a stumbling block for me, but I think once they once that ship kind of showed up, I was kind of like, okay. It wasn't so much the ship, but I guess it's having her more involved with other characters besides Matoi that her involvement with those characters was much more entertaining to me than her with Matoi because Matoi was more just, you know, friendship and just color and rainbows where the other characters it was more comedy. Uh they they bounced off each other better than than Mako and Ryoko. Uh like with the fanta- the, the fantastic the, the elite four, uh their comedy bounced off each other so much better than with with Ryoko. Uh, and I enjoyed a lot of the, I I think the my most surprise was a lot of my enjoyment with the the Elite Four because I thought they were going to be throwaway characters and they ended up becoming uh, probably one of my more favorite parts of the show. Like I I like Ryoko and I like Sasuke's story, but I got more overall enjoyment out of being around the Elite Four and uh, even some of the, the new to speech characters. They were they were really solid. So
0: yeah, I, I definitely can agree with that. And even even to this day, I, I do remember really liking the quote-unquote nudist beach arc once once the nudist beach arc kind of starts from that point on that's when i really enjoyed a lot of what was going on that was about like that was when i say the end
1: of the academy that was pretty much that point that was when the nudist beach really kind of came to the forefront um so same spot then um but yeah it it, it surprised me with what it kind of did with the overall story but i think my enjoyment came a lot with the characters the diversity of characters is really fantastic the music's great a lot of the animation's really fantastic and uh I'm surprised it took me this long to finally get it done, but I finally got it done, everybody. <laughs> um, I was also surprised, and I guess this goes along with the, uh, my my comments about Trigger getting a lot of uh, excuses for them. It, it's, it surprised me how much this show got away with a lot of things that normally a lot of shows get heat for. They, I guess this goes into my warnings for anybody. This show does have a lot of etchy in it. It does have a lot of very uh skin tight or very uh skimpy outfits uh, a lot of blood gushes <laughs> a lot of beheadings uh the uh, and it's not really ever done in a way because this show never really does take itself seriously it even the times where it does seem like it's getting pretty brutally serious it always ends up having a mako punchline at the end of it 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 never there was certain times where i was like oh my gosh this is getting really dark or this is getting really heavy And it always has Mako show up to throw in a goofy little tirade or speech. And so it's like, I don't think it ever intends for you to keep the show at a serious tone. It's almost like Trigger does not want it to be too heavy. It's constantly trying to bounce itself back. And that does get jarring for me at times. But at the same time, I see the purpose of it not to let it get too, you know, full of itself. Um, But it does have a lot of blood splash. It does have nudity. Um, a lot of sexual content, which I was kind of surprised to actually be in there. Uh, like I said, seen as a lot of people that I've I've known to have issues with other shows were seen to be you know up in arms about how amazing the show is and that this show has a lot of uh, very uh, implied scenes in them of, of of two characters together. But I don't. know. It's good though. I I, I really enjoyed it, and I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I could have done without that, that first arc, but I do recognize that there was a purpose for it. It was definitely to introduce these characters and kind of slowly uh, bring you into it. But in the end, it, it turned out to be a very enjoyable experience, and I, I do want to revisit it again later
0: on. But uh, now you know why I was pace. kind of kind of when you had mentioned Kill la Kill is, uh should we buy it? And I was like, No, y- you you may want to. No, um, I think it's it would be worth it. It it just doesn't. I don't it. think so.
1: In my opinion, anyways, I I this is one of those ones where I do want to uh, revisit it, but it's one of those ones where I don't want to I don't want on my shelf. I don't I don't I don't want to shelf space for it. I guess it, it's mm. something I don't I don't want to permanently add to my collection. It's just something I'll probably want to you know peek in at one time. I, I see my problem with it is like I do. I do see it. It's like Bakemonogatari. With, with Bakemonogatari, I see that as kind of like an artistic piece. It has a lot of stuff in it. And that's but what it's I something see. That this I, as. I, I can get, I can get multiple meanings out of multiple visits of it. This one, I know what it is. It's it. It's pretty upfront about what it is. You would only be going after it for maybe the artistic value of it with the animation. But there is my struggle. Half of it, I don't like. Half of it, I think, is incredible animation. And thus, that's where that stink kind of happens that pushes me away from it.
0: But see, I, I see the same thing in Space Dandy. I would, if I was to get it, it would be purely for the artistic statement yeah. that it, of it. It's not not that I necessarily feel any urge to go back and watch. I I, I would watch Kill a Kill again. I enjoyed myself watching it. Space Dandy, all said and done, there's a lot of episodes in there that I really, really had a lot of fun watching. But... Would I be willing to buy either of them? Yeah, well, if yeah. I had to throw away money, yeah, I'd toss no, it at it. But we, let's re- remind ourselves
1: the the other difference here. When you're looking at buying this, you're looking at Baki Monogatari pricing. You're not looking at space standing pricing. space standing is Funimation. That's not going to be expensive, whereas this is probably $250 or whatever for the entire set. Oh, really? It's Aniplex, so. Mm. Maybe if they go on sale, I'll look at it, but Yeah. It it, it kind of has that issue with it. But, uh, yeah, fantastic directing. It it knows what it is. Uh, The comedy wasn't always on there for me personally with Mako, uh, and that's where most of the comedy came out of it. I really enjoyed the later game of the show, probably past the, I don't know, uh, one-third point. Um, It really does kind of pick up and have a pretty fantastic story with some great characters to go along with it. Um it just wasn't always rainbows for me, but I still very much enjoyed it and I was definitely happy that I finally stuck with it to get past that rut that I was kind of stuck on. But uh Yeah. I even ha- I even took issue with the repeating animation. I didn't I didn't have too much of issue with it this time just because I did acknowledge the fact that I think it helps in keeping uh the action going and keeping the action heavy without, you know, killing the animators. So I didn't have too much problem with that, but that is prevalent there. They do reuse a lot of animations just to keep the battle uh constantly moving, but I think it 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 does it does its purpose for keeping the battle going. So anyway, that's that's enough of that. Uh, like I said, it's definitely um cool show and I enjoyed it and uh but I would, I I don't think I stepping back, I don't think I would ever put this in a um, you know, a top 10 or top 20 list for myself, but I do think it's it's worth a watch if you're, you know, interested in a fun, just a fun action show that is not taking itself too seriously. So,
0: you feel like uh, breaking the spoiler tag and talking about some of the latter episodes, unless you have something you want to talk about. It's up to you. I I mean, I don't really have anything.
1: Okay, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a kill kill for you. Hope you guys enjoyed this review, and y'all take care. Oos.